Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Okay, I witnessed something with a young couple where experience plays into this. If you're a guy who's engaged to be married, you may make you may uh, try a maneuver like this, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that you're better off going with the flow. This is what I'm talking about. When you're married and then football Sunday is happening, it's probably not a good idea to turn around when the family says, hey, let's do something fun as a family and spend time together. It's probably not a great idea to say, no way, I'm staying in and watching football. I mean, I understand, and I think that that's, I mean, I love watching football too, but I think when it comes to living to fight another day, you got to be careful with that. And I guess, I i mean, but here's the thing. It's the Lions. So you what, here's the uh, dilemma. Because you can, uh, if you do get your way and you, you don't do the family thing and you sit in front of the TV, uh, if the Lions are receiving the opening kickoff, they're going to fumble. Uh, if they kick off, the guy's going to return it for a touchdown. Season over. Don't do it. You're better off. Okay, I know you're excited after the hard knocks thing. And I am too. But don't just like push all of your chips in. What you need to do until they can um, command your time because they actually have put together something fantastic. Let them uh, start the year out uh, by going at least one and four to start the year. I love them. But I am not going to put aside family fun time to watch them. They haven't earned that yet. If they start out the year 4-0 and and then, you know, someone says, hey, let's do family fun time on week five. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. We need to gather around the TV because we've got a contender. Then, but if you, you know, you're coming off of a three-win year and if you're basing the fact that they're going to win on uh, uh, Aiden Hutchinson singing Billy Jean 
Well, you're you're the worst. I mean, I I loved it too. It was enjoyable. But they're going to have to earn some of your time back. Don't just give it to them. They haven't earned that. So what you do is you go to your family thing. You can watch it on your phone. You can record it. There's a million and one options for you. Don't fall victim because uh, you don't want to have uh, them ruining your Sunday and everybody hating you at the same time. So you go do family fun stuff on Sunday and then and then uh, while you're doing that and then you start watching on your phone three minutes after you start watching, they're down 21 nothing. You shut it off and go, yeah, it's family fun time. You see, you got to be smart about this. Uh, I think they're going to start out 0-8. I mean, I was talking with uh, Kyler about this yesterday in our draft, which I'll get to in a second. It wouldn't surprise me if they started out 0-8. And, and actually, I'm looking at that schedule, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's an easy schedule. I, I don't think it is an easy schedule. Okay? They might beat the Bears once. If they end up having a, mis- a season worse than last year, which was one of the worst on record, I mean, seriously, after all of this hype from Hard Knocks, it might just, it might be too much for our little hearts to handle. They, legit, it might be a 1-16 in year this year. Please, don't fall victim to this. Football kicks off tonight, the Rams and the Bills. All right? Just relax. I learned something yesterday on our draft. I was the most inept out of all of these people. I didn't know any of the players. I'm just, well, I, I knew a few. Like Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback. But uh, hold on a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me back up here. This is how it unfolded in our family yesterday. Uh, Jacqueline says, do you guys want to go to this one particular place where they have a drive through safari where the animals come up to your car and you feed them and they stick their heads in? It's like, oh my God. Well, that, that sounds great. Oh my gosh. Yes. All right. Let's do it. And we, we settle on Sunday. And then uh, there's the idea about bringing, uh, making sure Jim and Aubrey and the kids can go. So this is going to be an adventure. The whole family, grandkids, oh. Then Justin says, my daughter's fiance, Jackie's fiance, Lions play at one. And I responded with laughy emojis because I know at this point he's dead. Because what you're saying there is in the group text. Yeah, I know this is family fun time, but the lions are more important than you all. (laughs) Like, oh no, you're so dead. You're just fucking history. 
You can't do that. And you shouldn't, really. I mean, it's the Lions. Like I said, if they were great, I'd, I'd kind of, you know, I'd, I'd have to, uh, I mean, I'd, that's once in a lifetime. Everybody ignores Justin. Diana says, yeah, let's do it. Jesse, you record the game. Now, if I'm Justin and my future mother-in-law is telling you what you can and can't watch and what you should and shouldn't be doing, I'm like, oh no, that's even, that's going to piss him off even more. Now I'm just going with the flow. I'm doing the old judo maneuver because the lions are probably going to lose badly. The Philadelphia Eagles are good and they've got this quarterback Jalen hurts. Who's a beast. Oh God. Jackie weighs in with Justin will be watching the lions on his phone. So now it's like everybody's bossing him around. It's getting ugly already. It's like, oh, no. Oh, fuck. Shit. I add more laughy emojis. Uh, Justin, come on. It's the first week of NFL football. It's the first week of NFL football. I like football. The veteran of the group, that would be me. Adds, I'll do whatever you guys decide. I don't care. You see, that's a that's a cagey, crafty decision right there. That's getting it all. I don't have the stress of watching the Lions break our hearts. I am not in anybody's crosshairs. I I I'm I'm figuring it out. And I, as much as I love the Lions, I rarely watch. I really have rarely watched in the past several years. I just kind of lay low. You know, and uh, if something's worth watching, I'll watch it. Or if I'm doing something else like making family dinner or something like that, that's on Sundays. I'll have it on while I'm making dinner. It's not like I I never sit down with my snacks and my non-alcoholic beer and gather around and hunker down and watch the big game. No, I don't do any of that shit. Jackie busts in. We are going they're not even married yet. <laughs> we are going. The Lions won't win anyway. And then she writes, I'm in the pocket like Burrow when I'm back home, though they treat me like Robert De Niro. I don't know. I, I wrote, I was confused. They sound like lyrics. So that was it. So I guess we're doing, I mean, I don't get involved, but it sounds to me like he uh, he is rebelling and Jackie is laying down the law. Holy shit. My God. So we had our fantasy football draft yesterday. Uh, 20 of us on the uh, in the league. I guess that's a lot of uh, teams. I know very little about this. I, I don't know a lot of players. I don't know uh, much about anything. And... Uh, I, I found out that there's something called waiver wire and, uh, they all, every single member of this, oh, we did a zoom. Actually, it was incredibly boring. The zoom, the video live stream. Cause a lot of us are just looking at a screen, trying to figure out players, 
But, you know, uh, and then somebody asks about a, a term called waiver wire. And they're all acting like they know what, well, they all did know what it is. And, uh, excuse me, can I interject here? What is waiver wire? I have never heard that term in my life. Uh, what do you mean by a wire? So now in my mind, I picture like a, like an actual wire, like to power electricity. What, why, why is this called waiver wire? I still don't get that. JD Brown says we should totally have had an Eric Zane league. Um, if you paid attention and listen to the podcast, you know that we do. And this is what I'm talking about right now. The Eric Zane show podcast league. What do you, come on, man. How the hell? Anyway. So waiver wire, I'm like, what the fuck? And then, uh, uh, Amanda says, I think like a telegram wire. Well, all right. Well, why do they call it the waiver wire then? I mean, is it what? Or a bank wire or I, yeah, I have no fucking idea what the hell that is. So there's like 15 faces on the screen and they're like, yeah. So, uh, when it comes to the waiver wire and they're all like waiver wire, this waiver wire, that, and I, and I have this look on my face. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? This is a waiver wire. Uh, Chris adds a wire transfer. Yeah. I, maybe that's it. I don't know. There was a moment during the draft when uh, Chris in Minnesota, who is the commissioner, and um, you have to understand that if Chris is talking, he is giving you uh, inaccurate and way too much backstory. So I made the mistake of asking him, how did this get started? And I am not kidding you. Other than just, I mean, if you had just given me like a couple word sentence. Yeah, some guy back in the 60s uh, decided to do it at a bar or whatever. I would have been, that would have been all I needed. But he, oh my God, does he dig deep. And inaccurate because I guess it started in the early 1960s. And, but he starts out with... Well, in 1890, he goes, in 1890 or 1930, I forget which one. I'm like, how do you, what? And uh, then while he's discussing that, after about three minutes, everybody's passed out and uh, uh, putting belts around their necks, getting ready to hang themselves and... uh, I, I looked it up and I and I see that it's some dude in the nineteen six early nineteen sixties and I'm like, dude, you're getting zero of this correct and we're all gonna hang ourselves. Shut up. I'm sorry I asked. When am I gonna learn? Why do I keep going to you? I got my uh draft grade. Uh my draft report card. Now, uh, the what I know about this is I have all these players. I have a quarterback. Um, 
two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, a flex player, which could be a wide receiver, a running back, or a tight end. I have a kicker, and I have a team defense. So uh, we all go, and each person of the 20 teams gets uh, two minutes to draft. You pick your players. Chris in Minnesota, the guy, the commissioner, had the first pick, which made everybody really, really suspicious of him. Now, uh, I don't, I'm not suspicious of him because Yahoo, this is a Yahoo league, um, puts the order in themselves through some random, I don't know, computer generated bullshit. So, but everybody was like busting him saying that he, he cheated, but I don't believe that at all. So the advice that I got, uh, one piece of advice was from Rick from TC paintball. He said, I've been doing fantasy leagues for 30 years. And no matter what, do not draft a quarterback early. Uh, Never, ever do that. In fact, you're talking third, fourth, fifth, third round sometimes. Fourth and fifth, more like when you would draft your quarterback. And I go, okay, I guess I'll do that. So um, off I go. That's all the information I have and that there's something called waiver wire. And I don't know what you do on waiver wire, but they all know that. And so now I have my team and uh, you get points when a player on your team scores a touchdown or gets a catch or something like that. I guess I have no clue. My, I think I'm just going to leave it alone. And then if I do well, I do well. I won't. Uh, it's terrible. The team is called Eric Zane sucks. B Cox. That is the name of the team. Or the, uh, the big black dick because I know you want to. That is the name of the league. All right. My report card, because Yahoo takes all my picks. And they, they give me like a report card. And, and you can see it right now if you're looking on the live stream. Uh, that's. The team or the uh, league is called, like I said, Eric Zane sucks. B Cox is the name of the league inspired by uh, Andrea's uh, uh, comment there. This is my team, Team Creepy Dean. Says, despite a formidable group of receivers, Team Creepy Dean uh, have a roster filled with meh. C plus is my grade. Here's all the teams here. Show me them TDs got a D minus. These guys all sucked. Uh, this is Chris right here, Buttnuts boss team. He ended up getting a D despite drafting first. Uh, this is Aram. He finished with a CD. I'm sorry, a C plus, a CD. Right behind me. Meg Zaniac's great again, got a B. Lying to our to your ears got a B plus. Stalkers United got a B plus. Trump twenty twenty four. That is Trump twenty twenty four is a team. Uh, Matt, who is the owner of Best Bark and Stone, which has changed its name to Proud Boys Bark and Stone. Voices of Angels got the tops A plus along with B's badasses. This team right here, Voices of Angels, this is their team logo. Um, 
my first pick was this guy here, Stefan Diggs, who I think he plays for Buffalo. So Buffalo plays tonight. So I guess you get points when your player catches the ball or if he scores a touchdown. <clears throat> That's about all I know about this. I have these guys here. I have never heard of them in my entire life. Eli Mitchell and Terry McLaurin. I no, I no idea. They just look like they had good numbers, so I clicked on them. My quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, which which breaks my heart because to me, a good weekend would be if Aaron Rodgers gets injured. I cannot stand Aaron Rodgers. My backup quarterback is Jared Goff. So I'm fucked. It says my biggest steal was Kenny Galladay. I got him uh, late in the draft because he sucked last year. But the year before that with the Lions, he was great. But as soon as he got on the Giants, he turned terrible. Uh, So that's it. Now, let me see. Um, Who is all my players? How do I do this? Overview. Draft. Wait a minute. Shit. I'm clueless. Draft results. Okay, here I am. Stefan Diggs, some guy named Eli Mitchell, some guy Terry McLaurin, Rashad Penny. No idea. Never heard of him. Aaron Rodgers, Cole Komet is my tight end. I think he sucks. Drake London, never heard of him. Jared Goff, Kenny Colliday, Paris Campbell, never heard of him. Kansas, uh, my team defense is the Chiefs. Josiah DeGuara. Alec Pierce, Adele Beckham Jr. I drafted him late because he's coming back in November and he might be like, uh, you never know. Uh, and the kicker is some guy named Jason Myers. I don't know any of these people. I am taking on this guy here, Matt's wonderment in week one. So, all right, there you go. No clue. Matt's wonderment. Who's on Matt's wonderment. His quarterback is Matthew Stafford. Oh, and he's got Swift, the Lions running back, you dick. Well, that doesn't matter. He's a Lions running back. That means, uh, you know, he'll carry the ball six times for negative 14 yards. So, all right. There you go. That is the fantasy draft in the books. It took about um, two and a half hours to get this done. Josh still hanging on. He says, is there room for a last minute team? Dude, no, we're booked. You, you missed it. Just accept it. You're too busy talking to those cunts over on Deniacs United. If you'd leave there and spend time enjoying the show and quit talking to that batch of losers, you wouldn't be wondering what what happened to the league. How come I can't get in? You see, that's the problem. You're busy talking to worthless stalking twats. If you ignore them, you'd have more opportunities to listen to the show. And then you could have been part of this. And we've been talking about this forever. Aram says this has been pleased. Right. He's been, we've planned this for weeks. This has been going, this has been a recurring theme here and you missed it because you're fighting fires and talking to the geniacs. <laughs> Linda says, glad my windows are open when Eric shouted the C word. 
Komet is supposed to be a good uh, player. Is that how I say that? Komet? Ryan says, abandon that group. I did. Yeah, everybody is. They're down hundreds. Those idiots had 2,000 people when we were doing our thing. And since they, uh, the handful of these idiots got together and started hating black people and loving MAGA and loving stalking and group sex like they do, uh... Well, they're, it's just them in an echo chamber, and they're down to two or 300 people now. They've Everybody's left, and the only people that haven't are the ones that never paid attention to it in the first place. So that is awesome. I'm so glad. I hope bad things continue to happen to them. All right. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you so much for being here and enjoying the show on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, as it stands, though, I'm going to uh, send you off on your day. You um, you need to, though, head over to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live if you want the rest of the show as it happens live uninterrupted, Okay twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. So do it right now. You can get the rest of the show. And then when I go live, it'll tell you, Hey, Eric's live on Twitch. You just click on it. And then you don't have to worry about getting cut off from the rest of the show as it happens live. Now, truth be told, not a ton of people watch it live. Not a ton of people watch it live on Twitch. Most people, most people get it on the audio podcast that they download on demand wherever you download podcasts just search the eric zane show podcast or you can get it right from my website ericzaneshow.com it's all there for you i try to make it as accessible as possible but for the folks on uh twitter facebook and youtube i send you off you have a great day and uh, i'll talk to you later so that is that Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. More on them in a second. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube brought to you by my friends Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shoreliner Striping Inbox is where you can reach me, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. And uh, anytime you want to send a few words off, Bust my balls, have a conversation. I love it. That is one of the um, that is one of the drags of working from home. Is uh, there's just not enough interaction. I got a brother-in-law who's glued to a TV for 15, 16 hours a day. Uh, you know, I love to interact with people. So send along Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Anyway. Thank you so much. Um, 
As I said, the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studios where we are. And uh, I got a call yesterday from my pals over at uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. And they said, yeah, we have figured out you have a wheel bearing problem. And I go, well, I don't know. Okay. And he's, uh, Bruce is giving me the lowdown as to what's happening. He knows everything. These people know everything there is to know about cars. It's incredible. I go, okay, you figured it out. And then it's turning on the anti-lock brakes. They don't want to do that. It's, it's, it's okay. I, I, whatever. Cost and when's it get fixed? He gave me that info. I go, yep, book it. Fix it. Diana's like, so you only paid a few thousand dollars for that thing. And now here you are getting it fixed. I go, yeah, I know. I know. Um, it's still worth it. It's I still, I like the truck. I need the truck. And uh, I think though we are getting in the neighborhood of wanting to dump that thing because it's like, if I get it back home and something else falls off the dumb thing, well, then you're just like, okay. I mean, I've, I have to get it up and running after I bought it. I bought it for $3,000. Now, when I bought it like three or four years ago, um, you know, I, I could have uh, turned around and sold that thing for, I don't know, uh, five to seven. Uh, set, then I put two grand into it. To get it up and running, it needed uh, some work. And since then, I've put about another three into it. But I've been driving it. So I think that I'm still like in the in a good spot and it, I don't have a car payment, you know? So I just kind of like, hold, hold on. I don't want to rush into anything right now. I don't want to get to that point yet. So maybe, maybe soon, but we might be able to get eke out many 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 more months of this thing so just relax don't push me okay and plus there's a uh, there's a sentimental value to the vehicle i remember when i bought it i mean this was this was incredible because i had to trick my dad to sell it to me because uh, as dementia takes its hold on the man um he uh, would go he would get in that thing and drive it around so you've got a dementia patient driving around on the road and jo- joanne was at her wits end trying to get him to uh, uh not do that and uh you know when he would drive he'd be like looking at the road and then if he wants to adjust the air conditioner he would like just look at it for extended time like his eyes are not on the road it was i mean it was like basically being blind so when I tricked him to selling it to me, I, uh, I, I, it was quite literally, I walked up to him and we were, um, and everybody had, had, uh, had met him directly and said, Hey, you got to stop driving. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. So I went over there and I, I said, um, you know, boy, I tell you what, Jackie was just telling me how much she would love a truck or no, it wasn't Jackie. Jackie ended up driving it until she realized how much the gas was. But when I walked up to my dad, I go, you know, God, I, I love this truck. I need a truck. You do? Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, projects I'm working on. I'm making up some story. And he's like, and uh, he starts thinking. And uh, I go, God, this thing's in great shape. It wasn't. This, is, this thing's awesome, man. This thing would be perfect for me. That's all I said. 
And then he's quiet for extended time. And then finally he looks at me and he goes, I will sell you the truck for not one penny less than $3,000. He thinks he's screwing me. He's not. He didn't think that. But it's, that's actually a very good price for that truck. And I go, well, I don't know, Dad. Let me think about it. This will be perfect for you. And he's trying to sell me the truck now. So I've, I've, I've done a Vulcan mind trick to get him to sell me the truck. All right, I'll buy it. And that's how we got him to stop driving. And when I went to pick it up, he hugged the vehicle and started to cry. I, I will miss you. And I think he's, he, there was uh you know, he's, when you're at the stage that he is where he's not allowed to use power tools anymore. He can't so much as even, he can't even mow the lawn. He poured gasoline into the spot where the um, oil goes. Or he did that or vice versa. He did one or the other. Put oil where the gas goes and gas where the oil goes. And then he he ruined the lawnmower. So he's not allowed to to do that anymore. Uh, So the, the guy can't do anything. So it was really touching and sad. It made everybody weep. So that's why I don't want to get rid of the fucking thing, you know? I mean, come on. Uh, Amanda, I did see the video, uh, but I have not watched it. It's something related to 9-11. One of the first responders, I guess, uh, was trapped under rubble. His life was saved. He appeared on a podcast. I do want to check that out because I am all things 9-11. Man, God. Will Jimeno is his name. I will get to that. I'll probably watch it today and then talk about it tomorrow because tomorrow um, is our last podcast day prior to the 11th, which is Sunday. I mean, the NFL opens up on 9-11. And uh, I, I'm all about uh, 9-11. Any of those stories, uh, that, that's why I, uh, I kind of just got lost when I went to the 9-11 Memorial and Museum. There's just so many amazing stories there. It's just, it's living history. My God. I could I could do a whole show about 9-11. And I don't know why that is such a captivating thing to do. Talk about, you know, where you were on 9-11. Um, but being that that was, okay, was that 2001? Yes. Last year was the 20 year anniversary. That's sick. Was nine, hold on a second. Was nine 11, 2001. I didn't work. Let's see. Pretty sure it was. It was 9-11-2001. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, because I remember last year we did the whole 20-year thing. But it's uh, it's really weird because there's, you know, people like Madison and Jackie and Jim. Uh, less Jackie and Jim. But Madison, she was not even born yet. So 
when you bring up 9-11, it's not as impactful because they didn't, she didn't live it, you know? And then, um, uh, that's like when I was a kid, when people would bring up Pearl Harbor. I mean, I didn't, I, you know, I had to learn about it and obviously understand the, the, uh, magnitude of it. But even now you'd have to get to, you'd have to talk to an old timer about what they remember about Pearl Harbor and for them to be able to. And so that's eventually going to happen. There will be a time in our history when people will be, uh, referencing it in a way that will probably even seem disrespectful. But it's just because they don't understand the magnitude of it. Like if I, uh, if my neighbor, Chris annoys me and I uh, punch him in the back of the head and then he says, Oh my God, you gave me the old Pearl Harbor. You know, you might have a good laugh about that. Oh, no, what are you doing? You gave me the old JFK. I don't think you can uh, pull off. Oh, what are you doing? Give me the old 9-11. Jesse writes, I felt old when we had an intern at work say, do you remember 9-11? Oh, no. That's like everybody's favorite thing to do, though. Where were they? What were you doing? Maureen says the sky was so blue that day. Yeah, it was crazy. Second hour biology. Mr. Winkle says Josh. Sitting on the couch. Watched it. Says Chris. Feel free to add in where you were. And what you were doing. Amanda says my daughter was two. Corey says in band class. Eighth grade. Brian. English class. Senior year. High school. Mr. Sasala. Adam. In bed. I didn't have class until 2 p.m. Amanda, I was in a co-worker's office. Someone came in and told us. I had a house in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, I think Diana was pregnant. Let's see, September of 01. I think she was pregnant with a child that we lost. I think. Might be wrong on that. But anyway, I had gotten fired from uh radio station, of course. And I was in my basement pumping iron. I was actually lifting weights. I got a call on the phone at landline. Diana, hey, do you know what's going on? No. Something happened at the World Trade Center. A plane flew into the building. I, 
what, what, something about that. People, uh, everybody says a plane. And that right away was the start of bad info. It wasn't a plane. It was a passenger jetliner. As soon as they started, because like on TV, they were like, oh, a, a plane has flown in. Everyone's like, oh, plane. I, I, I kept thinking of like Cessna or something like that. Um, I think by the time I got to it, by the time I turned it on, uh, both towers had been hit. It was that far into it. So I didn't see anything like that. I didn't see any of the flying plane flying into it, but that, that was, that screwed up a lot of people. And then uh, I, I was watching it when they then went to the Pentagon. And that's when I almost started drinking. We had uh, beer in the fridge because my mom, God rest her soul, and Wally had visited. And he drank Miller Genuine Draft. And there was a couple in the fridge. And, was, and I'm like, fuck, if we're going down, I'm getting drunk. I cracked it. And I put it to my mouth. And then I went, hold on. Think about this. Let's not, let's not dive in yet. Let's just wait this out. And then another one went down in Shanksville. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm holding, I'm holding it. I'm like, oh, shit, do it. Just drink it. And I'm like, you stupid coward. What the fuck is wrong with you? And I, I poured it out. And I called her, Diane. I go, I almost started drinking. She goes, oh, Jesus Christ. What are you doing, Jason? Come on. And that was it. Then everybody put flags on their cars. And everybody, everybody was in love with each other. They we're all friends. Everything was awesome. All of our differences were put aside. And then we attacked the wrong country for her. Then we attacked Iraq looking for Weapons of mass destruction. We actually had a war against the wrong. We're fighting the wrong people. Holy shit. Come on. I want to read some more of the, what were you doing on nine 11? Cause it seems like we've got a lot of people that are, uh, jumping in on this. So please, the floor is yours. Uh, but I do have to get this before I continue on. I have the Patreon bonus podcast happening a little later on today. I do five Patreon bonuses, which is an extension of this show every single day. Plus, of course, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia with Dale. Great game yesterday with Saul. Blind Saul was uh, taking on Dale. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast with my old radio partner, Ben. The Lost Zane recordings from my time on BBL. And the Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's Q100, all on my Patreon. Sign up for 5 or 10 bucks a month. 5 bucks a month, all the audio. 10 bucks a month, all of the audio and the video and the live streams. I suggest trying it for one month for 5 or 10 bucks. Okay? And if you like it, you can convert it to a yearly, and I will knock 10% off of that fee. Cody Bartley is the latest. Thank you to Cody for signing up yesterday. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
The open and live stream brought to you by Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this show. If you have any computer issues at your home, uh, that you can call upon them for a quick fix. If uh, you have a small or medium-sized business and you want to upgrade your tech, call Blue Frost IT for a complimentary consultation to find out what you are going to need to improve things tech-wise. Full House Comedy has shows every weekend, usually Thursday to Saturday, sometimes Wednesday, uh, Wednesday to Saturday. Uh, fullhousecomedy.com. Rob Schneider is in town at the Park Theater tonight. Uh, in fact, he's got several shows coming up. You got shows uh, Friday as well. And uh, then also this weekend, Marina Franklin is going to be at the Listening Room and the Grand Rapids Comedy Club, all under the umbrella of Full House Comedy. So Full House Comedy has all these different venues. If you want to find one near you and uh, see a show that is convenient for you, go to fullhousecomedy.com. All right. Chris says, I saw the second plane hit live. That was effed up. Yeah, it was a mess. I can just imagine. Henry Wallace ghost is new. First time chat. Look at that puppy. Yeah. Kent says, you got fired? What a loser. Savage sack lunch. I took the day off to wait for a gateway computer. They stopped the mail that day. I was listening to Howard Stern at work when he started talking about it. Sophomore year of college, sleeping roommate woke me, wrote, uh, woke me up. Then I went back to sleep because we were up late. Kyler says he was in elementary school. No doubt the only brown kid in that class. Linda, I was six months pregnant with Josh. They didn't let us go home. So you were six months pregnant at work and they didn't let you go home. What the? Maureen says I dropped the kids at preschool and went for a walk. My neighbor came out running and told me. And you no doubt responded with, whoa, whoa. What? Whoa! Brandis, on my way to work at a gas station. That day was insanity at the gas station. Price gouging like crazy. What? That's screwed up. Adam says they shut CMU down that day. Jesse says my aunt worked in New York City and her coworker told her a plane hit the world trace trade center and she asked did it knock king kong off oh my god uh megan says it's weird that we all watched it that day live in school yeah adam says gas in mount pleasant went up to like four dollars a gallon how is that okay jesus by the way did you see that uh gas uh, this fall will be down under $3 a gallon. Man, that is really nuts when we're looking at that and going, wow, happy days are here again. It was like $5.30 for a gallon of gas at one point around here. Aram says, I was smoking a cigarette outside my office building with Peter 
Sermabaikian, another Armenian. Wow. Um, so there's a lot of stories in 9-11, obviously. Um, I still cannot believe that uh, one of the things that stands out to me is when you visit the memorial where the where the reflecting pools are, um, that you can, you know, if you wander anywhere around that district and you can see pictures of what it looked like and to what it is now, and there's really no trace of anything terrible that happened. Um, you would never, ever know it. And to think about the monumental effort that um, they had to go, that had to happen in order to make that a reality, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, so much uh, had to happen there. And, it, you know, in uh, the interesting thing about 9-11 is um, there was such a widespread area uh, physically of destruction that they found remains of victims, like, for a decade. And the sheer number of people who were just never found, there's no trace of them whatsoever. And I, I, I never really could put my mind around uh, how and why. But um, if you were to go through the 9-11 Museum, you would get an idea as to, as to why it is that people were just, there's, there's no trace of them. And the, and the fires that took place underground were, it was absolutely nuts. All right. I, if I talk about it anymore, I'll start to get upset. All right. So that happens on Sunday. And this all comes up because Amanda sent me a, uh, that, that clip of, uh, of these guys on this podcast and that, uh, and that cop who, um, Will Gimeno and what that guy had to endure as he basically um, was called into service and, and, and drove down there like on a bus. And then the next thing you know, the building collapses on top of him. He's trapped below 30 feet of rubble and how he survived that. Chris wrote pulverized and a hundred million tons of concrete steel and debris. It's more than that. It's more than that. Um, the people, there is a, uh, I, I've talked about this before. There's a term of uh, 9-11 material uh, in the rubble called composite. And it's ultra dense uh, material that is left over. So the buildings fall, fires burn, and they start up uh, you know, removing and when you have all of that weight, you know, everything kind of got made uh, very compact and very, very dense. So you have like a, 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 a two yard by two yard piece of composite and the weight of it is absurd because of how dense it is. So at the 9-11 Museum, you can see behind glass a large hunk of composite and there's rebar in there and metal and plastic and furniture and paper and everything. And it's all been superheated and there's people in it. Okay. Like a lot of people are in that piece of metal. You can't see it, but 
the material that's in there is all composed of all of these things. Uh, and if you were to look up 9-11 composite, you would, uh, you would see what I mean. In fact, 9-11, I think you can actually see the actual picture that I'm talking about. If you were to search up, search out 9-11, that, that's the exact pic. I'll show you the, what I'm talking about here. That right there is 9-11 composite. So in that enormous pile of rebar, metal, plastic, and all that other shit, there's probably a dozen people in there, for God's sake. And that's basically what they had to do. And you can't, like, separate it. It's all fused together. It's remarkable. The harsh reality of 9-11. There's that uh, documentary by the by the french guys oh that was incredible that is probably the uh best accounting of it by the two french guys that were doing a video about the um fire department the path of following a young uh new rookie fire fireman or fire fire person i guess and, uh, and they were just shooting that video and they happened to be on a call with the fire department. And then you, you look up and you see the plane go into the building. So immediately this goes from being a video about the fire department to a video about 9-11. And oh my God, you are not kidding. That is, in my opinion, the superior documentary. Is it weird that I'm so into it and we're so into it? I... I, I, I don't think it is. I think it's it's living history. You know, I think it's like someone who's a uh, a buff uh, for World War II, a World War II buff or something like that. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's, uh, it's I don't know. It's just interesting to me. I couldn't get, I, the, the two times I've seen the 9-11 memorial, um, like when I saw it the second time, it was like the first time. I, I, I just can't, I want to go back. I want to go back and see it again. Kyler, don't wreck it. You know, do you have to, he writes cool story with laughy emoji. You fucker. The French documentary. I don't know. Uh, let me see if I can get it. Nine 11 documentary. French. Uh, their their names are the Naudet brothers, N A U D E T, Naudet brothers. If you were to look up uh, here, you know what? I'll just give you a link because you can watch it online for free and uh, on YouTube, and you know it's awesome. Yeah, it's just called nine eleven. There you go. That's it. All right, Kyle from Dumpster Diver is going to come in here in just a second. Uh, but first of all, thanks again to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage 231-332-6505. That's 231-332-6505 if you need a mortgage, no matter where you are. In the listening audience, with the exception of Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina, whether you need a refi, first mortgage, 10th mortgage, uh, rental property, whatever. Maybe you need money out of your home to pay some bills, to pay off uh, maybe some car repairs. 
The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Don't forget about A&E heating and cooling. If uh, there's some scheduled maintenance that needs to be done, like I just uh, booked them to come over to take care of a little issue I have, you can do that. Or uh, maybe you have an emergency fix that needs to be taken care of. Give them a call. 616-516-8579. If you're thinking about installing a new furnace or air conditioner, call them. They utilize the number one manufacturer and maker of air conditioners and furnaces. Thank you to my friends over at A&E Heating and Cooling. They will install the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. All right. 616-516-8579. Uh, Linda says, a son of a firefighter who was lost in 9-11 sent my son a vintage T-shirt from his firehouse. Quite incredible how it happened. Wow. It's, what, what's your son going to do with that? Is he going to turn around and flip it and sell it? Hey, come on. Get your... Uh, Get your uh, T-shirt from the firehouse. Get your 9-11 T-shirt here. Probably not. All right. Uh, Before I get to Kyle coming in here uh, from Dumpster Divers, uh, there's an update on the Burger King worker, workers who got the shit kicked out of them at Burger King. Uh, I think the story went, it was basically here, here's your drink. And they slapped it out of their hands in the drive through next thing. You know, he's beating them up. I'll actually get to that coming up in just a bit. Let's see if we can screw this up. Hey buddy. How are Hold you? On, dude. The fucking headphones are all fucked up. <laughs> to be for the record it's fine on my end so ladies and gentlemen the problems he's happen having you see i gave him a set of headphones and uh they're garbage hold on i'm about to go grab my phone and uh so last week i guess they worked but he didn't like uh get new headphones they just happened to work and then this time, sure enough, look at, <laughs> we just see him running down the hall. So, um, I can't wait to get his thoughts on when he was driving down 131 northbound, uh, one week ago and he went ripping by me. I call him up. Uh, no, I guess I got to call him. All right, call my ass, dude. Hey, hey. Hello, sir. How are you, buddy? Oh, you know, just fucking. So <laughs> I thought it was going to be good again, dude, but it wasn't done. So wait a minute. Last week it worked. Was that the same set of shitty headphones? 
Same set of same set of shitties, dude. Well, why did you? You should have gotten a. You know, I mean, I thought two weeks ago we had such a hard time, and then you just rolled the <laughs> dice last week, and it happened to work. Yeah, dude. I just, I just, I just keep rolling those dice, dude. But I don't know. There's something weirds going on. I'm just telling you, dude. It's fucking. It's, uh, what is this? Uh. Zoom. It, it's Zoom, dude. Well, something's going on because yeah. every time I use the headphones without Zoom, it's fucking mint, dude. Oh well, then I don't think it. Yeah, I don't think it's the headphones. Yeah, dude. Fucking Zoom, dude. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It it might be a computer thing, but it's fine. It's fine. Can you tell everybody? Um, as you approached the motorhome one week ago, as you're driving down one thirty one. Uh, what did you, what was going through your mind as you were closing in very quickly <laughs> on a, on a slow moving vehicle? Did you already, did you already tell everybody that story or no? I basically told them that I interacted with you. Yeah. So here's the, here's the first thing I want to do, Eric Zane, cause guess what, dude, I'm calling I think I'm going to call bullshit on the whole zipper merge thing. Cause I don't actually believe you anymore that you do zipper merges. Cause here's, here's my logic. I don't think people that drive 55 on the highway do zipper merges. I, I don't think you can do both of those things. I think you can do, only do one or the other. Correct. <laughs> you are correct. If I am in that vehicle, I would not attempt the zipper merge. <laughs> and I and I always no, drive that vehicle fucking... so slow because it's so expensive to drive it. You know, I mean, yeah, seriously. Think- if I go if I go up to sixty five, that makes a huge fucking difference. Oh, for gas mileage, oh, for sure, dude. dude. Yeah, I uh, I I really like to affect the. Uh, I don't like to. Uh, yeah, I, I I try to cut my losses as much as possible. You know, I can't afford it. Yeah, dude, that's the fucking way to do it. But yeah, let me tell you that you brought that up because that was one of the things I want to talk about. Let me tell you that little story that happened um, leading up to that because you don't know this. You you only saw our interaction, right? Right. So 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 daddy's out there cruising. Daddy, that's me. So daddy's out there cruising, picking up a dumpy, right? And so then I um I was heading up from like the where was that like Burton Street area. So I was north, and as I get on the highway, everything seemed cool, right? It seemed like we were cruising, everything was fine. But then all of a sudden, my lane, it's like everyone's in the brakes. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Everybody else was cruising. So I, I found my little gap, and I shot the second lane. And let me tell you what, what my eyes what gazed upon is that um, I get up there a little bit. There's a Hispanic dude. Um, and you know, like those, you know, when you see movies about any, like any movie that has like a setting that takes place in Mexico and they have like the, like that truck, like that certain truck, you know what I'm talking about? You can yeah. just picture it in your head. Yep. Yeah. So it was one of those trucks and the dude has stacked fucking, I don't know, millions of, um, oh, you, you just mute me. I, uh, I did mute you. I'm, I'm using your phone sound because it's too terrible. Oh, fuck, is the internet fucking up? Okay, yeah, it's I'll put terrible. down the mic. Damn it, dude. Um, okay, so anyway, so I get up there, and um, the dude has stacked, I don't fucking know, I, I, I couldn't guess the number, maybe 100 watermelons in his fucking back of his truck, right? No straps, nothing, just fucking watermelons. And, I mean, they're high up there, dude. It's unsafe. Like, if, if OSHA was cruising by, dude, the guy's going to get busted for sure. Um 
But so he's driving like 20 miles per hour on the highway, and he he did have his hazards on, so I'll give him that. But the motherfucker is going 20 miles per hour on the highway. So I cruise next to him, and I look over, and it's just like this cute little fucking Hispanic dude with like a like a mustache and like the like the longer Hispanic haircut. He was a cute little dude. I'll give him that. But he was fucking just destroying the the flow of the highway with a hundred watermelons, right? So that's the first thing that happened. So I'm like oh, yeah. annoyed, right? Now, hold, hold on, did I, I I missed it? Did did you say he was in the right lane? Yeah. Well, that's not destroying the flow. Yeah, dude, you can't be going 20 on the fucking highway. They got a, they got oh, a minimum okay. speed on there. He was going that slow. Yeah, 20, okay. baby. My, my bad. I was uh, I was distracted. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so there's that, right? And um, so I'm, like, annoyed about that, right? Then I cruise up, and I'm approaching, like, the Ann Street area on 131, right? And uh, so all of a sudden... This actually made me feel a little bit better um, because karma happened. And when karma happens to douchebags, I always feel real good about it. But um, so there's this a douchebag dude, right? And he's got a truck and he's got like a camper, like a big long camper on the back that he's towing. And he's just whipping shitties around traffic, right? Just, I mean, just going from lane to lane, no turn signal, just cutting people off. And so I'm like, pretty, I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. I get it. It's Labor Day weekend. I'm like, but what is this guy doing, right? So anyways, in one of his ill-fated um, lane switcherouskis, um, he one of the tires popped, like, on the back of the the, um, the camper. So, like, the tire just blows, right? And, like, I didn't know at first because he was, like, a little a bit ahead of me. But all of a sudden, like, rubber started pelting my truck. And, like, it started smelling funny. And I was – so first I was like, fuck, is that me? But, um, no, it was this dude. And then so he blew, like – it ended up being like both of the tires on the back of his wow. um, tri- uh, camper thing. Yeah. So he's like, now he's swaying all over the fucking highway. And he, so he pulls off kind of by the answer area. And um, they're just blown. Like the rims are probably trashed at this point. No too. shit. But he gets out and it's like an 18-year-old kid or something like that. And I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> dude. So I was like, hell yeah. So anyways. Boy, this I'm is like, incredible. This is all in one trip. One trip, dude. And so, um, so yeah, so I was like annoyed, but then like that kind of like brought it back where I was like, hell yeah, dude, that fucking idiot got screwed or whatever. <laughs> but there was just a lot going on in my head, right? So then I cruise up to to what turns out to be you, and so I'm fucking cruising up there. I'm like, let's go, dude. I got to schedule the keys. These motherfuckers <laughs> slowed me down before. Then I got, and I'm like, okay, now why is this fucking lane going slow now, right? <laughs> so I peer, I peer over the top of the cars and I see your camper out there. And I'm like, fucking campers, dude. So I find my gap in the left lane. So I throw it over, slam on the gas pedal on the old diesel engine, just let that puppy roar a little bit. So I'm cruising up. And as I do, because even though I'm like a pretty chill, pretty progressive dude, I still have the toxic masculinity, so I'm like, I'm going to fucking look at this motherfucker when I go past him, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I look over, and I mean, I was going, you know, like 70 at this point, so I was going like a great, a, a good deal faster than you, so I didn't get like a long time to look over. Right. But like I looked over, and like I, like, I just passed, and I go, that dude looks like fucking Eric Zane, kind of. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what, I'm th- that's what I'm thinking in my head, and then I'm like, that's weird. And then, like, all of a sudden, my phone starts ringing, and, of course, it says Eric Zane. And I'm like, no fucking way, dude. So I pick it up, and you're like, 
hey, are you going to Northbound 131 right now? And I was like, fucking, I was like, are you in that fucking camper? Dude? Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. Are you going 50 miles an hour, 55 miles? He goes, what the fuck are you doing going 55 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah, I saw the dumpster diver's logo and I was like, what? Oh my God, no way. And sure enough, it was you. That was perfect, man. Oh, I know, dude. Jesus. It, was, it was funny too because like, yeah, I just like didn't expect it, and I was like, you know, I mean, there's I don't know how many people are in like the West Michigan area, but I'm guessing like several fucking million. So I'm like, there's probably some people that generally look like Eric Zane. Oh, but then boy. you just um, you immediately eliminated the doubt. In my yeah, head by you know, me in uh, five seconds. White hair, <laughs> uh, giant nose. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a pretty distinct look, and and you know. Not, not just there's just not a ton of people that look like he should be in Al Qaeda in West Michigan. <laughs> Holy shit! So, all right, that was great. That was good to see you. Uh, you you had a you, you had a good Labor Day weekend. Everything uh, everything did you work or no? Oh, uh, dude, it was a fucking. I didn't I didn't get to. I labored a lot on the fucking weekend actually, which kind of defeated the old purpose, if you ask me. But um. <laughs> Actually, no, that is not 100% true. So Saturday after I got out of Dumpster Divers, um, I went to, I went tubing, like on, like on a little tubing trip with yep. like some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was very chill because, um, you know, daddy was, I was, I don't really drink or smoke or nothing. So I just was just chilling, dude, just laying in that tube, just chilling. So that was, that was very nice. I will say that. Then on Sunday, I had to help my parents fucking move because um, they they bought a house on Allegan. It's like it, they're country folks now, dude. They got like a bunch of fucking land out there, and like this house, which is a relatively good house, I guess you'd say. But they mostly bought it for the land, so I had to help them move a bunch of shit out there. Just destroy the gas mileage on my truck because we had to rent a trailer from U-Haul, so. Um, we did that, and then Monday we fucking were hanging out with um, some friends. So I was out all over the place this weekend, dude. Okay, so the Lions start Sunday, and I think they're gonna get murdered. No, dude, I'm fucking feeling good, dude. dude. Think about this, Eric. Same. Come on, man. Last year when we played them, they did murder us, and I, I will give you that. But when they murdered us, it was because we had a different defense last year. You know what I mean? More three four, and it was uh, like a read and react defense. Now we got the fucking four two going on, and we got uh, attacking. So last year they just ran all over us. This year I don't think they're going to be able to. And Jalen Hurts is going to be panicking, dude. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I I I think we're set up beautifully to get all of our hopes up, and the uh, the <laughs> and the less seasoned people like you who haven't been uh, forcibly boned by the Lions year in and year out uh, are, are are in for a rude awakening. Oh, dude, I know. I've been forcibly boned for sure, dude. Yeah, but not I've enough. Been, I've been a fan not enough. Like 97, so I've had quite a, few, yeah. uh, quite a few bonings, dude. I think you need more. I think you need like 20 years more of bonings before. <laughs> I will uh, say this, though. I do want to use this um, opportunity. So anybody listening out there, um, the fucking Chibian show. We are doing that live stream. Remember I was telling you about doing the live stream um, during the Lions game? Yes. We're doing it. So if you, I'm, I'm trying to get as many people to hear about this as they can. If you're sick of fucking listening to Joe Buck or whatever, or any of those fucking dudes, um, just be shitty ass commentators. 
then turn on the game on whatever channel it's on, but then hit mute on that motherfucker, dude. And then turn it, tune into the Tibian show, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. And let us commentate it, dude. Going to be very pro-Lions. Going to be a lot of lot of F-bombs for sure. Uh, but we're also going to be slamming tater tots like motherfuckers. So there's just going to be a lot of, a lot of entertainment value, I feel like, dude. People are wondering if you're going to be capable of uh, getting the audio uh, up to speed because... Oh, for sure, dude. I'm, not, I'm definitely not going to do the stream at my office because this place is killing me, dude. <laughs> yeah, we might even have to, uh, going forward, uh, institute a no-internet rule uh, for your establishment because of your poverty internet and go phone only. Uh, to, we might have to, dude. Yeah, it's, it's, too, it's too much. It's just killing people. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's killing me, dude. Uh, Linda says Eric needs to be a special guest star sometime, and that's something that we have wanted to do. Uh, as part of your show, I think that 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 has to happen at some point as well. Yeah, are we, you? We uh, fucking set it up. Well, how are you with uh, with uh, with your better half, Blue, um, when it comes to Lions football? Because you know, uh, is she gonna be wanting to like go do family shit with the kids, and then you are there w- with your with your bro pals doing your stupid live stream and watching the football game? <laughs> um. No, she usually she's usually chilled out. She um she told me that she wants to learn football this year. Um, so half I bet half of the entertainment value for anyone listening is me trying to fucking explain football to a lady. So you're you're like mansplaining. Yeah, I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna have to. I don't I don't know how to progressively explain football, you know. What well, I mean? wait, what I, like, does I'm she gonna be like I'm gonna be like, well, he, that's the they them, and the they them is going to try to throw the ball to the other they them. I don't really know. You know what I mean? I don't know what I, I would do. Do you? Does she know that you get like four downs? Does she? I mean, how? How? What? What is her knowledge base? Well, so here's the thing. Blue is, um, you know, bless her soul, bless her heart. Um, she like pretends she knows a lot of stuff, and then really does it. So she says that she understands the rules but just doesn't understand the scoring. And I'm like, the scoring is way fucking easier than the rules. So I don't believe her. I think she just doesn't know anything about football. But doesn't understand the scoring. Like she knows a little bit. Isn't it simple? Six points if you put the ball in the end zone and then you kick it, it's worth three or one. I mean. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how, how do you not get that? You know what I mean? So I think she just bullshit me, dude. <laughs> Are you into uh, fantasy football at all? Yeah, dude, I uh, I signed up for a league, um, and we just did our draft on, like, Sunday. Dude, I got a fucking crazy good team, dude. Everyone everyone thought they were, like, like my, my best friend Cliff, he was like, oh, he's like, your team's not that great. And I'm like, here's the thing, dude. Everybody else drafted people who did good last year. I'm like, I'm drafting people that I think are going to do good this year, dude. What uh, so, who Who's your quarterback? Um, Listen to this, dude. My top, these are my two quarterbacks, and so I feel like week in, week out, whichever one I use, like I can't lose. I've got Lamar Jackson for uh, that I can use for certain games, and I got Tom Brady. Oh my I, god! Yeah, so so I'm like, either or, I'm like, I don't whichever way I go, I feel like I might stick with Lamar Jackson for the first couple games to let Tom Brady yeah. warm up because I know that motherfucker was 
like on break or, what, or whatever he was fucking doing. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, no one knows. Um, no one knows. It's a big know, mystery. At some point, Tom Brady's going to start throwing like five touchdowns a game. So that'll be cool. That's funny because I, I got Aaron Rodgers and the people at Yahoo who scouted my picks said, oh, yeah, I don't know about Aaron Rodgers. Like, wait a second here. He is one year removed <laughs> from like over 30 touchdowns and four interceptions. It was one of the greatest years uh, in efficiency for a quarterback like ever. And I'm like, how, how can that, how he, he is not uh, predicted to be that great of a quarterback this year. And I'm like, how can they possibly write that guy off? I mean, I hate him. Um, but I, but I had to take him because I had no, he was the best pick available at quarterback for me. Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, I guess the only thing we got to find out is if he can throw the ball to people. He has like no receivers anymore. Yeah, he least, lost the no one guy. What's, what's the guy's name? So, Devonte something or other. Devonte Adams is that his name? Yeah, he's gone. He's yeah, gone. he doesn't he's... have him anymore. So I don't know. Um, and then my his backup that I have is Jared Goff. Oh yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was like, I, I here's the thing. I used to um, uh, when I do like the leagues, I would always draft Matthew Stafford. Um, well, not always, but like the years I would draft him, like the, I think the Lions would do okay, but like his statistics weren't that great. Yeah. And then when I would not draft him, he would fucking dominate. So my plan this year was to not draft Jared Goff and just hopefully he throws like forty touchdowns. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you want to uh, you want to give us before we wrap this up? Um. Uh, yeah, oh, I was, I wasn't. I'll save it for next time. I was gonna tell you this. But my sister just had her uh, baby um, yesterday or whatever, but they had to induce her, so I had to fucking watch her kids. I had to like, they had to stay overnight, and I had to get them ready for school. So I'll save that for next time because that's a big ass fucking story within well, itself, dude. Well, a lot, I of mean, yell, a lot of me yelling at kids. You know if you I mean? want to <laughs> tell it, if you want to tell it, if you think you can, you can run with it. Let's do it now. Let's run with it, dude. Um, so yeah, so like I said, my sister was getting induced on Monday and they got a, for some reason that like the hospital was like, yeah, we're going to induce you at three 30 in the fucking morning. So whatever reason that is. So she had to go there early. So the kids had to stay the. Or I'm sorry, Tuesday because everything was closed Monday. Um, so Monday night, the kids came over to just the two kids that had to go to school. They came and stayed the night at my house, which you got. A third grader and a kindergartner or first grader. So, anyways, they're fucking wild, dude. And so they come over and like they immediately like get confused in their head that usually when they come over it's a sleepover and we're fucking partying. But this night is like no, dude, it's a school night and we're fucking. You gotta go to sleep, dude, and we're keeping it chill. And they immediately could not reconcile that in their fucking heads. <laughs> so like they want to go wild, dude. And I'm like, no, dude, you guys gotta go to bed in like an hour, dude. And so they're trying to get crazy and they immediately start like running into the walls and like fucking shit up. So I had to lay down the law a little bit there, but so I got them, whatever we went on down, everything was chill, got them into bed. And so my nephew Jackson is like, guess what, Emma? Well, he didn't say this, but this is what I think his thought process is. He's like, I'm going to fuck with you all fucking night, dude. And so He's, like, trying to fuck with her, and she's trying to go to sleep because they got to go to school. And so she's, like, yelling, like, come in here, like, to me, right? So I go in there, and I got to – and I don't – you guys know this about me with the Aspergery mind. I fucking um, 
don't care. Like I'm gonna, I'll make a kid cry, dude. I don't care. I'll hit a kid if I have to. You know what I mean? And so, um, I go in there. I'm like, Jackson, stop fucking around, dude. Um, I'm like, if I gotta come back in here, I was like, I'm gonna put your ass downstairs on the couch, and it's dark down there. And you're gonna be all by yourself. And he was like, "No, I don't do that, or whatever." And I'm like, "Then don't fuck around, dude." I'm like, "These are the rules. Don't break the fucking rules, dude." And Emma's like, "Thank you, or whatever." And this so she actually goes, and this actually made me want to laugh, but I, I, I didn't. I didn't allow myself. He goes, "Emma, I'm just trying to have a fun time in here." Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, and I'm like. I'm like, Jackson, I'm like, this is not a fun time. Do you have like, it's a school night, dude? Like, this is not a sleepover. It's not supposed so to be fun. Yeah, fun I, is for the weekend, asshole. <laughs> um, so I go back in the room, and of course, Jackson fucks around. And I don't know what he did, but I'm pretty like, threw an elbow and, like, hit the wall. So it was loud as fuck. So I got, well, go back in there. I'm like, all right, Jackson, let's go. I'm like, we're going downstairs. Okay. And so he's... He, he starts crying immediately, right? He was like, I don't want to go, because he's, like, little. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, doesn't matter, dude. I'm like, you broke the fucking rules, dude. And I was like, we're going. Yeah. So he's, like, losing it, right? So then Emma, which is um, his older sister, she's a, she's a good sister. She was like, well, how about I go sleep on the couch, and, like, Jackson can stay in here. And I was like, that's, that's totally fine. I'm like, if that's what you want to do. So then I bring Emma downstairs, get her set up, and then I come back upstairs, and Jackson's already fucking sleeping. <laughs> oh. And then, um, so, yeah, everything's Don't you chill, want, whatever. You know, when and that happens... I, I gotta get these fuckers ready for school in the morning, dude, and yeah. I have no I have no experience with this whatsoever, dude. <laughs> and so, I'm yelling at these fucking kids, dude, because, like, like they don't want to eat cereal. I'm like, what do you mean you don't want to eat cereal? They're like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, I, I don't like this cereal. I'm like, it's Cocoa Puffs, dude. Yeah. Oh, how do like, you like fucking Cocoa Puffs? What the fuck Puffs? is wrong with these like, kids? I know. So, and I'm, like, we, I'm like, we verbally agreed last night that you guys wanted Cocoa Puffs. And they're like, well, how we don't want And like, they're like, we're not eating. And I'm like, you got to fucking eat, dude, or I'm going to get arrested by Child Protective Services, yeah. dude, for sending you to school without eating. So anyways... That was chaos. Then we're, we got to go because we're going to be fucking late, right? And um, all of a sudden, Jackson doesn't have any fucking socks on. I'm like, where's your socks? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you mean where your socks are? He's like, they're probably in the room or something. And then looks at me like I should go get his socks. And I, so then I look, I look at him. I'm like, go get the damn socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I ain't getting the damn thing. So then he runs inside to get the socks. And I was like, I don't know where my backpack is. And I'm like, go find the backpack. It was Holy crazy, shit. dude. Yeah, dude. This is uh <laughs> So then I, anyways, point is, I got them to the school, like, right when, like, one minute before the, their classes were about to start. Yeah. And my sister calls me, and I'm like, hello. And then the kids are like, hey, mom. And she's like, those kids aren't at school yet? I'm like, dude, your kids are fucking nuts, dude. I'm like, I can't do this, Yeah, yeah. And so she was laughing at me because this is her, the baby that just came is her fifth kid. So she's like a seasoned fucking pro. Her fifth so kid? she was laughing at me. She has um, five anyway, kids? What's that? She has five kids? Yeah, just five. Yeah, she's basically living in like 1870s America. Is she married? Okay. get a bunch of workers. Is her husband super rich? Nope. Oh God! The <laughs> fuck is yeah, wrong just, with they these just like people? Having kids, then. Oh, that's awful. It's a terrible decision. That's awful. <laughs> I know, dude. I was experiencing that rat, and I only had two of them, dude. And I was like, I can't fucking do well, this. <laughs> what happened to the other two? The other two are they don't. They're not. They're not the one is like 
gonna be in preschool, I think, but he goes in the afternoons, and then the other one is like one. Did you and you didn't have to watch them? No, because so Josh, which is my sister's husband, he his sister was okay. over at their house watching the kids. I just had to right. get the two came and stay the night so I can get their asses to school. Oh Jesus, that is yeah, good thing. Good thing that they've got support because this is how when you if there's no support like let's say uh, they move to another town in the middle of Houston or something with they don't uh-huh. know anybody that's what happens when uh, uh, you know people get fed up and then they take their kids and drown them in the tub because yeah, it's too sure much <laughs> you know it's too much and I and I I, I support that. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. Seriously, like, like when I was yelling at those kids, like there was not a, a tinge of remorse inside me. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear these kids a new one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so it was just one day is all you had to do. Yeah, and then well, I had to bring them to school this morning too, but they were staying at their house because my my sister was supposed to come home last night, but they wanted to keep her for whatever reason. Um, so for money probably, but, um, so I had to, I had to go pick them up at my sister's house and bring them to school. So I, I avoided all the bullshit, um, and just had to bring them this morning, but yeah, every, so everything should be chill after this. Wow. Well, um, this is coming for you. I mean, you have, um, is blue blue's not pregnant right now, is she? No. Okay. And you just have the one, just the one. And I know every time you know, like, like I mentioned before, all the parents are like, oh, when's the next one coming? And I'm like, fuck off, dude. I'm like, this one kid's like a lot. <laughs> so then I, yeah, then I get like, like a little practice sesh with the fucking the two kids. And I'm like, can't do her, dude. Can't do her. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I remember those days. I remember those days. And I, and the thing is, the brain, at least my brain, it makes you forget all of those horrible moments somehow. And I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, but that's you're right. That was so fucked up back in the day, having to do all that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I know. It's like these days you can just give a kid a phone, which is not a great parenting technique, but you can just give a kid a phone and they'll just fucking chill out for however long. But yeah, in the old days, dude, I don't know what the heck happened, dude. Yeah, and I, the thing is, I um, when I I remember when I was a kid, and we would uh, go on trips to like faraway places. And, uh-huh. you know, we had to do shit like read books in order to keep our minds occupied. And, right, you know, that dude, sucks. Yeah, fuck that. Who the, sure, who the fuck wants to do that shit? So uh, you just fight with your brother and then your dad gets pissed off and wants to kick <laughs> your ass. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, we had plenty of family vacations down to Florida in the 90s. And my, si- my older sister, who's five years older than me and my sister, well, my other, my younger sister's five years younger than me. But anyways, yeah, she would just, like, you know, she's the older sister, so she would just be bitching the whole time. So I experienced some cross-car dad yelling for oh, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking A. Okay, well, that was good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Absolutely. So, yeah, everybody tune in on Sunday, dude, to the Chibian Show. We'll fucking have a good time watching the Lions game, dude. All right, that sounds like fun. I hope the Lions do well, but they're going to lose badly. Well, we'll fucking say that. They're going to be one, <laughs> one and sixteen this year. No, I do nine and eight. I feel it. <laughs> All right, thank you, Kyle. All right, deuces. Yep, deuces. Okay. So I had to make the executive decision. Uh, 
to, you know, shut that down so that we can hear them. I mean, it's absolutely impossible to understand. So we, uh, I think we, we've tried enough now. I'm no longer, I'm, I can't be a glutton for punishment on the technical uh, liabilities of it comes to, uh, from when he's doing it from, uh, from work. So that's the way we got to do it, but that's okay. Still enjoy it. Sounds good via the phone. All right. Thank you to Kyle. God bless those kids. In my mind, um, he actually is swearing like that. I, I should have asked him that. Were, are you, were you actually swearing that much to those kids? Because I've seen Kyle in action and uh, when he's taking care of Jameson. And, and he swears all the time in front of that kid. So I, I totally expect that he was swearing actually in front of his niece and nephew. But Uncle Kyle is known for speaking horribly in front of the kids. Megan says, I swear in front of my kids. I did, but not like that. I was always afraid. I don't know. I just, but I I would always say, oh, no, don't swear. And then I would actually swear. So I, I didn't want to, but then I would always screw it up. I think Kyle, like, goes out of his way to swear. Okay. Where was I? This is an update on the two chicks at Burger King or working there. Guy loses his mind. Uh, slaps the drink out of the chick's hand in the drive-thru. Goes in, tries to get another drink. Starts throwing shit all over the place. Uh, they they uh, try to uh, kick him out. And then he um, starts throwing punches, I guess. Now, his, his response is... Oh, yeah, I I was trying to defend myself. And I don't think that's the case at all. Here you go. Bob at a Wyoming Burger King describes the melee with an unhappy customer that ended with the teen suffering a broken jaw. It was all over spilled pop. News 8's Joe Lafergie is here now with her. No, that's not it at all. It wasn't over a spilled pop. You make it sound like it was an accident. It was... uh, he was the chick was handing him the drink in the drive-thru and he said can you please wipe off the cup but he was a dick about it so it took him a second to do it and he thought it took him too long so then he in his mind is like well they had to have put something in my drink and so he knocked the drink out of her hand at the drive-thru so no it's not over spilled pop Brian story, Joe. Well, first an update. Detectives in Wyoming are close to wrapping up their investigation and turning it over to the prosecutor. The 15-year-old is looking at a long recovery, a long road recovery. Whatever happened to the days when if someone uh, beats the shit out of a minor, you can just go arrest them? Why does there have to be a fucking grand jury for everything that happens? I don't understand that. Recovery, both physically and emotionally. The injuries become obvious when the 15-year-old tries to smile. I have screws right here, right here. Tooth broken and her jaws wired. Under here, up to right here, it's on them because he has um, messed up a nerve in my mouth. And the doctor said that might never go away. And I have like five teeth cracked and he knocked down one in the back. Now, she did say teeth, but it might be because of her jaw. I don't know. Let me give her benefit of the doubt that she doesn't actually pronounce teeth with teeth. A full liquid diet for six weeks. up a nerve in my mouth. And the doctor said that might never go away. And I have like 
five teeth cracked and he knocked out one in the back. No, I think she actually says teeth. I'm on a full liquid diet for six weeks straight. He eat no solid food at all. And I can barely open my mouth. It was there Sunday it afternoon at the Burger King on 28th near Michael. The teen, who were not identifying, was at one of the drive-thru windows when a customer complained about some spillover on a... The teen that were not identifying, but were clearly identifying her. I mean, you're not saying her name, but, I mean, everybody can see who she is. Up ...and allegedly threw it through the window at another employee. Then he drove away. We thought he was gone, but he came inside, and that's when he got all rowdy. The customer, David Zambrana, started pouring pop all over the lobby and jumping behind the counter. Employees got involved, words were exchanged, and more pop was spilled. Things escalated as Zambrana turned towards the door. He told News 8 he wasn't the aggressor, claiming he was jumped by workers. Workers say they were just trying to shove him out the door so they could lock him out. He's talking about he's trying to flee. He had so many chances to leave that store. He didn't even have to come in there in the first place. She's right. By the time it was over, the 15-year-old and a 17-year-old co-worker by the name of Isabella ended up with the injuries. Isabella with 11 stitches, the 15-year-old with a busted jaw and broken teeth. Teeth. When he hit me, I got up. All I heard was ringing. I was literally crying. I tried to open my jaw. I couldn't open it. And then as soon as I open it, all you see is blood coming out. Burger King is the 15-year-old high school sophomore's first job. Hired in June, she says dealing with rude customers is something she and her co-workers are used to. It's part of the job, but never anything physical. It's sad. He's trying to claim self-defense from a bunch of minors. Are you kidding me? There's just no excuse for what he did. I like her. The 15-year-old says she hasn't decided if she'll return to her job. Yeah, this is all bullshit. Everything about this, that fucking Zimbrana should have been arrested forever ago. And when can we stop fucking going to war with with kids at uh, fucking uh, fast food in, in fast food jobs? We had that stupid ass Karen uh, who from the from the subway just the other day. I mean, my God. This is bullshit. I feel bad for those kids. Uh, let's see, David Zambrana. I had his number. I remember we called and I think I talked to his mother. Let's see, David Zambrana. Cole says manager in the back. Someone has to stop him. I'll send out the teenage girls. Actually, the 17 year old was the manager. That asshole should be in jail on assault charges. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then they figure out whether or not those charges stick. He should have been arrested some time ago. That whole thing is stupid. This isn't going to work. Well, anyway. Just dumb. So I hope that guy gets arrested. He's, he's just saying, oh, yeah, I was attacked. I was defending myself. What a, Get the fuck out of here. Uh, all right. Uh, the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament. Nick Kyrgios is the guy. I think he's an Australian. This is a terrific meltdown. Okay? He, uh, he just lost to somebody. It doesn't matter who. And, uh, you know, he's, he shakes the ref's hand. 
And uh, all he has to do is now pack up his shit and leave. Audio check, video check. Here he is. Shaking the hands. He's going to shake the hands of the ref. Shake the hand of the ref. Everybody's having a good time. Watch what he does. Ah! So pissed. Dude is busting all of his shit. It's like, oh, please don't stop. And look at all these people getting that video. That is so sweet. Oh, I like how he goes from zero to 100 miles an hour just like that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, thanks. Hey, th- hey, hey, you did a great job as the official. Oh, wait a minute. Boom. Tennis people are lunatics. That's the, I, I don't think, well, you know, I mean, you, you do see this from time to time in other sports. You see like a guy in hockey bust a stick. I mean, I'm all for it. I love it. I don't think he should have stopped there. I mean, you've got uh, this cooler could have easily have been dumped out and thrown. This uh, expensive piece of equipment here should have been, Whatever that's inside of these containers should have been dumped out onto the fans. This guy who's got, uh, who's holding this cord, he should have been kicked in the nuts. Uh, when he shook the hands of this ref wearing the polo shirt, he should have pulled him out of the, out of that stupid chair there and, uh, and, and beat him like with the racket. Uh, but my God, that was awesome. And I, I watch an interview with him afterwards. He seems to be just kind of like pissed at himself about the whole thing. Josh says, as a hockey goalie, I can say I've totally broken my fair share of lumber over crossbars. Problem if you're a hockey goalie, though, those sticks are so expensive. They're not lumber. They're, <laughs> they're, they're composite material. And they're like super expensive. Yeah. Yeah, John McEnroe. You remember what that guy used to do? He used to sit there and just scream. Are you kidding me? Screaming people. Tennis people have the best meltdowns. I love that. Uh, it seems like everybody in the world has been watching tennis and talking about it. But I um, And I, I think that it's a great game. I just can't get into it, though. I can't get into anything, though. It takes me forever to come around, but it seems like the whole world is following this shit. All right, so that's the only thing I think worth talking about is guy destroying his stupid racket. Uh, problems with the good people at Black Lives Matter. This needs to be discussed. Okay, um, now, if you're the folks at Black Lives Matter and you all get together and uh, you decide you're going to try to, uh, 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 you know, stump for equality... And, uh, you know, equal rights and maybe uh, try to keep it so that black people don't get killed when they get pulled over and all that shit. I mean, I get it. I'm all about it. I am. I'm on your side. I'm on both sides, really. If there's a group of people that is treated poorly and a group of people stands up for them. Yes, I am all about it. Now, I think that there's a little bit more to it. And there's a militant side of this that is not great. Um, and it's kind of lumped in with the whole movement, but the movement in general, as it started was, uh, steeped uh, in, 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 very good qualities. 
so that there would be equality for people in the world. And I, and I, I fully support that. But where it gets off the rails is when too many people get involved and the wrong people get involved. And then all the crazy shit starts to unfold and, uh, uh, you know, and leads to the looting and destruction of cities and shit like that. I, I'm not for that in any way, shape or form. But on a, on a separate front, those are the boots on the ground that lead to some of the scenarios that we've seen even in this city. But now we have problems with the leadership, problems at the top. And what does this stem from? Money. A lot of money because there's a lot of money that is uh, raised uh, for Black Lives Matter. And those folks are supposed to take that money and use it to support communities and help uh, pay for initiatives for people of color so that there can be equality or maybe in some cases representation or something like that. Or, uh, you know, all, all that needs to be powered by money. But the problem occurs when there's too much money. And thieves running the organization. So uh, you you may not know these people. I didn't know who these people, but here's the headline. Black Lives Matter exec accused of stealing $10 million in a lawsuit. Okay, so these three are very important people. Left to right, this is, uh, it's spelled D-apostrophe-Z-H-A-N-E. And I don't know how you say that. Uh, Dejane? I would guess that's Dejan A. Parker, who is a fucking babe, by the way. I mean, she is a beautiful, beautiful woman with probably the most perfect boobs I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Look at her. She looks like a million dollars. Not a criminal. She also looks really great because she's standing next to this tub of guts. uh, Sicily Gay here. And then this guy here, here's the problem. Uh, Shalomia Bowers. That is the dude who is in question of being a thief. So what started out as let's help people has now turned into a fertile ground for crimes to be committed and embezzlement. Now, you haven't heard this story talked about in a lot of circles because uh, I hate to use the term the mainstream media, but the mainstream media, if you talk about a story like this, you run the risk of looking uh, bad because you're saying something bad about the leader of Black Lives Matter. But bullshit, this is needs to be talk about talked about there. There's this. They're fucking stealing. The leaders on Friday, the leaders of Black Lives Matter are suing this guy, Shalomia Bowers, because there's a hierarchy in Black Lives Matter. And the tip top of that hierarchy is known as the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation or GNF. They are saying, hey, you took $10 million in donations to use it for your own personal gain. So basically you have infighting because people who run the uh, on a more local level of Black Lives Matter. Now, here they are trying to fight for equality and their own people 
are stealing from them. Holy shit. Uh, Walter Mosley, an attorney representing BLM Grassroots, which is a separate entity from GNF, filed a lawsuit against GNF and board member Shalomia Bowers, as well as his consulting firm. The initial complaint is seeking financial relief and a court order halting GNF's use of the BLM identity. So basically, GNF is saying, hey, give BLM money. We got to support black people. And uh, then they get the money, and then they go, and they spend it on uh, hookers and blow. Bowers is accused of becoming a turned usurper. All right, there's a term. If you're called a usurper, you're in deep shit. First time I ever heard that was in Game of Thrones. What is a usurper? What the? Nothing good. He's accused of becoming a turned usurper. So these people are like, oh, my God. Uh, Derek Chauvin's not even as big of an asshole as this guy. He's accused of uh, charging fees for BLM donors, which he then used for his own personal funds, With when more than 300 movement leaders as well as BLM founders insisted that he resign. He continued to betray the public trust of self-dealing and breaching his fiduciary duties. Uh, Melina Abdullah, founder of the BLM Los Angeles chapter and co-director of the BLM Grassroots, held a press conference last week announcing the lawsuit accusing GNF's board of masquerading as white supremacists. <laughs> so basically calling this guy a white supremacist. White supremacists like, hey, we didn't have anything to do with it. What the fuck? Yes, we hate black people, but we're not. At least we're not stealing your money. You can't call him a white supremacist. Somehow white supremacists get a hit on this. For once, white supremacists aren't doing anything in this story. The white supremacists are sitting around minding their own business, you know? The white supremacists are busy hanging out in Cedar Springs and putting new flagpole holders on their trucks, minding their own business, and they get dragged into this. Global Network Foundation has been taken away from the people who built it. She said Global GNF is now led by a highly paid consultant who paid himself upwards of $2 million in a single year. There's more to this, but absolutely. You can uh, you can read it and see that th- that is exactly what's going on. Uh, we as black people and black-led organizations cannot continue spending all of our precious time and energy fighting and tearing each other down. No, I agree. You can't, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta cut those ties and get rid of those people, those thieves that are stealing from you. That's why I cut ties with the group formerly known as Zaniacs. The group formerly known as Zaniacs are as bad as the BLM leaders in GNF who are stealing money. That's that's the that's the correlation. We can just throw that in there. I mean, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if the GNF leaders are going to send uh bobbleheads with the heads cut off and t-shirts in a ridiculous show of force. It would not surprise me in the least. That's what you do. We all know that. Come on.
Chris says you get money involved, all good intentions go out the window. Regarding uh, him being a black-white supremacist, Chris references the character Clayton Bigsby. That of a terrific Chappelle bit. The blind black white supremacist. Kenny in Nashville, responding to my uh, references to the group formerly known as Zaniacs, puts his hand over his face. Kenny is kind of stuck because he uh, he loves the show, but he's just dumb enough to still like those people, even though they're all the worst people on the planet. And that's okay. You know, I understand. Not really. How can you possibly have allegiances to those scumbags? What is wrong with you? I love you, though. It's okay. I'll let it slide. Uh, Amanda, too. Why? How, How can you possibly have allegiances with some of the worst people on the planet? Horrible. You got to cut those people out of your lives. They will do nothing but cause you stress. You really, really got to get get them, get away from those people. And you should tell them. You should say, you know what? You're all a bunch of fucking morons. Eric's right. That's what you should do. I don't even know why you talk to those idiots. All right. Let's see here. Uh, oh, my God. Do I have some celestial excitement for you? And I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. Uh, advertise with me. Reach out, Eric, at ericzainshow.com. I'll tell you how it works. I've got insurance options for you for health care. If you do not have health care, you're really rolling the dice, and um, the, the your options are actually qu- uh, quite terrific. You just don't know about them. If you are in between jobs or your employer does not offer insurance or maybe you're self-employed, you need health care. To do that, you need to reach out to Frank Fuss, 616-914-4070. Frank is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker who can help you every step of the way when it comes to getting started at healthcare.gov or Obamacare. Too many people just don't know anything about this. And uh, you can have insurance by the end of the day today. Reach out to Frank. His services are free. You will love him. He's the best. Also, he is the Medicare Advantage Plan expert. Someone you know or love is getting set to turn 65 or just or is, in fact, already over 65. They may need a Medicare slash Social Security checkup. Reach out to Frank. He'll help you every step of the way. Thank you. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. They have a car show in just over a week. Uh, Normal listeners of the show will be gathering there. And uh, can't wait to see you. Can't wait to hang out. I will be there. And you can check out the uh, improvements that they've made to their facility. Oh, my gosh. Incredible work. And if you need any repairs done on your car, call Irvine's, the trusted source of the Eric Zane Show podcast, 616-532-6600. Smack dab in the middle of Grand Rapids, Irvine's.com, E-R-Vines.com. Our final uh, races this year at Berlin Raceway. They've been a great partner of this show, and I'm very excited uh, for the continuing um, uh, growth of the relationship. So Saturday, 
I will be there at Berlin Raceway, and I want to see you. BerlinRaceway.com is the website. Go there, get a ticket for just 12 bucks. It is the Chet Championship. So you've got a lot of great racing going on. Uh, to, uh, 15 and under gets in free. Again, the ticket, 12 bucks. If you buy it online, it's more expensive at the gate. Uh, BerlinRaceway.com. Buy the tickets online. Very simple to do. Like I said, 15 and under free, parking free. You're welcome to bring a cooler 12 by 18 or smaller. <clears throat> excuse me. With um, all your snacks and soft drinks, no glass, please, and no alcohol. You can buy alcohol very cheaply there. Cheaply, it's five bucks a pop. You're like, oh, five bucks a beer? Yeah, well, at any other venue, it's 15. So there you go. BerlinRaceway.com. Hang on. Awesome group over there. I'm sad that it's ending. I can't wait for the races. Bring a sweater. Sweater. Bring a sweatshirt. It'll be chilly in the evening. You know how it is when the sun goes down. Last but not least today, the Kent County Health Department is reminding you that September is Immunization Awareness Month. If your kids are not immunized, you suck. Measles, mumps, rubella, whooping cough, pertussis, meningitis, the uh, cervical cancer vaccine, Gardasil. Get your kids immunized, please. And if money's tight, uh, they can help you in getting all those immunizations for your kids free. All you need to do is go to accesskent.com slash health, click on immunizations and read. Thank you, Kent County Health Department. I'm on Cameo, cameo.com slash Eric Zane. And I have t-shirts at ericzaneshow.com. I saw a post on Cora that said something about uh, the merger between the Milky Way galaxy, our galaxy, and the closest galaxy to us, Andromeda. Also a spiral galaxy about the same size. It is moving towards our galaxy. Quickly. One day, it will merge with our galaxy. Depending on what you read, uh, some spots say it'll be, we'll all die. Another spot says, well, there's so much vast matter in between uh, 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 space, in between celestial entities that you won't even notice it doesn't matter. It's a billion years from now, <clears throat> but you're like, Hey, uh, how fast is this galaxy moving towards our galaxy fast? Now, the point of all this that I'm telling you is to give you another, uh, example of the vastness of what is around us all to make your head hurt. Okay. That uh, galaxy is moving towards us at 70, 70 miles every second. Let's bust out the calculator so we can do some Eric Zane Show podcast math. At 70 miles a second, that means in one minute, the Andromeda galaxy is 4,200 miles closer to us. So basically, in one minute, the galaxy is going 
to one side of the country, going to L.A. from New York, and then back in a minute. Uh, how many minutes in an hour? 60 minutes. In one hour, 252,000 miles. 24 hours. In 24 hours, that galaxy has traveled 6,048,000 miles in one day. Despite that amount of distance traveled, well, before I get to that, um, it is 2.5 light years away. Now, you hear oftentimes about the um, length of the Milky Way galaxy. It's it's a ridiculous number. It's, you know, in the ballpark of at least 100 million light years away. One light year, and as you know, speed of light is um, the distance traveled at the speed of light for one year. And we can't hit that speed. Nothing can really hit that speed other than light, and we can't travel that fast. Um. But there is a, a a quantifiable distance to a light year. A light year is actually about one trillion miles. So that means that right now Andromeda is two and a half trillion miles. So despite it traveling at six million forty eight thousand miles odd a year. Okay. It's so far away that it's going to take 1 billion years for it to actually merge. A billion years from right now. And that's the closest thing to us. Two, that's the closest galaxy to us, 2.5 light years away. It's one of those things that just boggles my brain and makes my head hurt because you're thinking about the sheer number of galaxies and there's absolutely billions upon billions of galaxies out there that are millions and millions of light years away. Maureen says math with Eric, my favorite subject. Josh says, thank you, Mike Ball, for celestial excitement. You're right. That was all brought to you by Mike Ball. I appreciate that. Aram says this past summer has will forever be known as the summer of love during July 2022. Actually, it all started in May. May to now. Let's just call it the, the, the Eric Zane Show podcast summer of love. That is That is what we have. The great Zaniac Exodus. Okay. I appreciate you as always for watching the show. We can't wrap it up though without. Oops. The asshole of the day. All right. That was a bad lip smack. Now the uh, dry erase marker works. I don't know why that is. The Global Network Foundation of BLM, not BLM Grassroots, the GNF, 
asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball for, well, it appears to have, uh, well, they're being sued for stealing a lot of money. So BLM is suing BLM. My God. By the way, in late 2020, a group of 10 original BLM local chapters announced they were severing ties with GNF over a lack of transparency and support. That is disgusting. But you are not. And I appreciate you for being here. Checking out the Eric St. Show podcast. And no, don't send me a new marker. I, I will send it back. Return to sender. I get. I do not accept gifts. Okay, folks, have a great one. And I'll talk to you down the road. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.